Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Your host of the Knocking Doors Down podcast, Jason, here with you. And this is a best of episode. What really inspired me to do a best of was a recent direct message that came in from an individual who said, hey, sorry to bother you, but I just discovered your podcast. After two and a half years of clean uh, off of opioids, I was on the verge of relapse last night. I was staring down the barrel of 10 milligrams and your interview with Edward Furlong came up on my feed. Instead of dosing, I ended up spending all night watching your videos and they really helped. Again, sorry to bother you, brother. Uh, I know you probably get swamped with messages like this, but I just want you to know you and yours are really helping people, including myself, one day at a time. Thanks for the hope. And so I really want to put something out that'll maybe get some different people's attention, get them on the podcast, and, and hopefully more people like this. It's not necessary to send a message, but this meant so much that the work that's been done here on Knocking Doors Down has made a difference to at least one person, and that was always the goal. So Sean Kanan, of course, you might know him from Karate Kid 3, various soap operas as well. He did make his return in Cobra Kai. I wanted to include his segment on anti-bullying that we had a conversation with him back in 2020. And uh, also Teresa Judice, of course, of The Real Housewives of New Jersey. She talks a lot about uh, her kids having some mental health struggles and getting them help. So I thought that was really valuable for anyone that maybe has a child or a grandchild or niece, nephew, whatever it is that is struggling with some mental health issues and knowing that you can get them help. And there is nothing wrong with that. No stigma should surround that whatsoever. It is the best and right thing to do. Plus, my man Skinny Vinny from part two of a conversation we had with him in 2021 he talks about dating sober, which is a huge challenge, one that I faced myself. And so I thought it was really insightful. And of course, as always, we couldn't do this without 5150 LTM. That's right. A lifestyle brand with a purpose. Of course, proceeds from 5150 benefit the Carlos Vieira Foundation, who we've partnered with as well. Three great programs, Race to Be Drug-Free, Race to End the Stigma, and the race for autism. So helping families that have children with autism race to end the stigma is a scholarship program for uh, individuals leaving high school, either they themselves, someone that they know and love, or they're doing work in the mental health community. So they are getting scholarships for that. And of course, the race to be drug free, keeping kids off the streets, away from drugs, away from gangs in free after school activities and sales from 5150 LTM do benefit the Carlos Vieira Foundation. So, hey, if you're looking to get yourself some swag, maybe hat, T-shirt, sweatshirt, sweatpants, whatever it is. Uh, head on over to the store, 5150ltm.com. That link is in the podcast description and use the code KDD20, get 20% off for yourself. Or uh, if you want to get someone else swagged out, maybe as a gift, we're going to start with Sean Kanan, then Teresa Judai, Skinny Vinny. I also throw in some of the random questions that we asked him for some fun. So I hope you guys enjoyed this best of episode of Knocking Doors Down. Did your uh, the, the training with martial arts? kind of create a lot of that tenacity that you had and that toughness as, as well? As I think so. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, definitely my, my martial arts teacher was very hard on me. Um, he, he was emotionally hard on me. He expected a lot out of me. I think there were times when he pressed me to see if I would quit or I would stay. And uh, uh, I, I think 
that helped me with a lot of the psychological difficulty that comes with being an actor. You know, it's, it's, it's very emotionally and psychologically challenging uh, because you're constantly in a position of trying to find work, uh, constantly putting yourself out there in auditions and, you know, 99 out of 100 times you're, you're being um, rejected. And you have to learn to take that rejection and not see it as a failure, but to learn from it. To, you know, for me, I would say, okay, maybe I got to audition for somebody that didn't know who I was. Maybe I got to prepare for a role that was sort of outside of my wheelhouse. You, you got to always put an, a positive attachment onto it. Yeah. How close did he push you from actually, have you thought about quitting? Like, I'm sure you thought about it, but did you ever get actually pretty close to doing so? Sure. Yeah, I did. Uh, uh, but I, I, it was one of those deals, right? I wouldn't give him the satisfaction. Right, right, right. Yeah. I like, you that. know, same thing with my acting career. I mean, uh, you know, I'll never forget. I, when I first came to, when I first came to Hollywood, I think it was Hollywood or was it New York. Anyway, there was an open call for Nina Blanchard's modeling agency and Nina Blanchard was a huge modeling agent. And, you know, I had these pictures that I had taken professionally and, you know, they, they took, they took my, my, photos back to Nina to go look at in another room and then they brought it back out and they said basically thank you but no thank you and uh, oh, I was like gosh I was like fuck it on to the next fuck her I'll show her you know what yeah. I mean that's good that's a mentality to have because I might leave crying it's just that was really <laughs> rude you couldn't have just said I mean I guess uh, you said no but fuck but they, but Sean to the thing because I, I I did the Brazilian jiu-jitsu off and on over a cool. decade um and there's a there's a difference between bullying and and what a mentor does to push you can Absolutely. you kind of speak on what 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 that is so that we know, I, think, I think mentors are it's an incredibly important relationship you know almost everybody that's really successful has had a mentor you know bill gates has had uh, warren buffett i mean uh um you know was it you know aristotle had plato i mean you know anybody who's really achieved anything of consequence, you probably can trace it to somebody that was their mentor because, you know, this is somebody that's walked the path that you want to walk and can kind of show you where the pitfalls and the minds are. And also hopefully introduce you to some people that are going to allow you to circumvent, you know, some of the, 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 the challenges, but also challenge you so that you learn to do these things for yourself. So oftentimes that we perceive people or this person's got it all together and they've got no issues. And we kind of forget that everyone that's walking around with us has internal and external issues and things that are going on all the time. And it, it, it really, even though it does have some good, good humorous moments and drama, but it really has a lot of heart to it in, in that regard. Cause it, I, think of, it, I love that saying that you never know what private war someone else is, is fighting. Yeah. And yeah. it's true. You know, everybody's got their battles that they fight. Sure. And I, I think that's a, a reason to try and be, you know, as understanding and compassionate as you can to, to other people. Yeah. Everybody's got their own shit going on. Yeah. Everyone's got their own shit. And with that said, yeah. uh, let's talk about the great work you're doing with uh, anti-bullying campaigns and what you're so awesome. That, yeah, yeah, I full love circle, that. Full circle from childhood, you know, all that shit. And, and now you're just trying to, you know, not only educate those that get bullied, but those that are bullying as well. Sure, sure. Uh, so I'm very involved with, uh, with an organization called Buddha Bullying. Um, I'm the, uh, uh, the Young Man's Youth Ambassador. Uh, we go to schools and do a presentation, facilitate a dialogue with the kids. You know, we, we, we discuss how bullying is really a triangle. You know, there's the, the person getting bullied, there's the person doing the bullying and then the kids who are affected by being kind of the, uh, you know, the bystanders. And it's, it's, it's really, it's traumatic for everybody. And um, it's amazing. You know, we, 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 I, when I get up and speak, I start by showing a clip of me from Karate Kid 3 sure. when I'm terrorizing Daniel LaRusso. And I said, would you believe that that scary guy used to get bullied? And then right, you know, it, it sort of snaps them into what? And, and it, it, it allows me to bridge the fact that I'm a guy in my fifties talking to a bunch of, you know, teens and preteens because why would they ever listen to an old guy like me? And it, it, it gives me some street cred with them so that I can start to have a dialogue with them. Um, you know, suicide is the fourth leading cause of death among 
kids, which is which is tragic. And and bullying is is an incredibly important factor in that. And now you know with the internet, uh, cyberbullying is 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 another pandemic. I mean, I, I'm not trying to minimize what we're going through, but you know, with with one stroke of a, a keyboard, you know, kids are getting bullied to everybody in their school 24 hours a day. And it's just, oh, yeah. you know, when I was a kid, you got bullied, like, you know, on the way to school at lunch and on the way home. And now, you know, kids are getting bullied nonstop. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and it's just so destructive. And so, you know, it's something I'm really, I'm passionate about. It's something that I, I, I really, um, you know, it's, 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 it's work that I think is important and want to continue doing and kind of spread the message. And I just think that, you know, if, if anyone's watching this, if you're, if you're a parent, you know, you may get one shot at your kid or your younger brother or sister coming to you and being able to suck it up and say, Hey, listen, I'm, I'm getting bullied. And, and if, if you're not receptive to it in that moment, they might not try and speak to somebody again. Sure, and so yeah. it's, I, I think there's a responsibility, um, on the side of adults to be vigilant uh, and also to, to try and facilitate an environment where kids feel safe enough to talk about something that's highly, highly humiliating for them. You know, it's, it's just, I mean, it, it, there's, there's nothing worse than, you know, a young boy going to his dad and saying, Hey, I'm, I'm getting the shit kicked out of me at school. You know what I mean? So it, like all the, all the cards are stacked against kids feeling comfortable enough to doing it. Mm -hmm. so when they actually are able to summon up the courage to do it, it's, it's really, it's imperative that, that, that the adults are, are receptive to it and do something about it. Yeah, and as word you've been using compassion, you know, that's um, um, one of the things for me, of course, Sean, and you and I had, had a phone conversation, you know, prior to going through, you know, recovery uh, with my addiction is that was one of the things that I had to start to learn that as a man, I just didn't have to be this masculine like thing right. which i'm so far from anyways but i could finally embrace that i have a spectrum of thoughts feelings and emotions and, and, and they're all valid they all deserve to be heard to be understood to to realize you know the the best way i i heard someone is um i think it was this gentleman tony hoffman we had had on who goes out and speaks to schools as well uh, he had crazy crazy addiction history in prison as well but that, you know, we got to we got to not only focus on those being bullied, but those that are the bullies, because there's something going on there at home. It kind of goes back to the there is no bad student, only bad teacher. Um, and like you said, if we shut off that conversation, then when they try to talk to us and they're being failed at home then they're being failed at school, those two institutions, there's one other potential institution they could head towards eventually. Absolutely. For sure. Uh, you know, you hit the nail on the head. Um, like I said, it's a triangle. You know, we, we really try and speak to not just the kids getting bullied, but the kids that are doing the bullying and, and the kids that are being affected by, you know, witnessing it and feeling, you know, oh, they can't do anything or maybe they're part of the problem cheering it on. You know, there's, a, there's a lot, like, again, a lot of different um, nanoshades of gray in behavior uh, that need to be addressed. Well, cool. Sean, we like to, uh, uh, before we uh, give you kind of the final word and the positive message, wrap it up with uh, some rapid fire questions. You don't have to okay. be too rapid. You could give them some thought, but, uh, you know, they're all in good fun. So fire away, Mikey. All right. If you can have dinner with anybody you wanted, dead or alive, who would it be? Wow. Um, gosh. You know, look, I'm, I'm not even that religious, but I. I gotta go with JC. I mean, you know, I got that one. You know, We've gotten that one. <laughs> yeah. You and Lamar Odom. Yeah, same answer. <laughs> yeah. Why do you say that? Well, I listen. Uh, you know, uh, I, <laughs> there's uh, a lot of knowledge there. There's uh, a lot of a lot of um, uh, mystery there as to you know, hey. You know, t tell me about uh, age zero to thirty-three. I mean, you know, <laughs> right. I, I don't know. I, I, you know, I, and I think I think there's there, there would be the possibility of of, of some some life-changing epiphanous uh, information and 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 spiritual connection that would be really interesting. I mean, I, you know, a close second would be uh, uh, Siddhartha Gautama, the Buddha. I mean, I think I think you know, that'd be really interesting. I mean, as as much as like Einstein was fascinating, I just I, I don't know that I'd have a whole lot that he'd be interested in hearing 
um, or, or that I might not totally and pull out of what he was saying. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, the E equals the MC squared. It's just that simple. Do it. You're like, well, this was fun. Let me get the check. Check, <laughs> check please. Uh, pass it to Mr. Einstein. Uh, Fire away, Jason. All right. Um, what are some of your pet peeves, if any? Oh, okay. I got two, and they're really stupid. I can't stand when you were in uh, uh, an office building, and the bathroom requires a key. Okay? Oh, yeah, I hate stupid. that. And... As a corollary to that, I can't stand when you actually go in the stall and you pull the toilet paper out and it's as if somebody has taken one of those large wrenches and tightened it so that you know, you're, it just pulls off little by little. Those are stupid. Those are pet peeves. Um, <laughs> those are stupid and I hate them. <laughs> like, you know, I don't like cruelty. I don't like blah, blah, blah. Of course. So, you know, nobody likes that shit, right? Yeah. Um, I don't like waiting in line. I, I've got an absolute lack of um, patience, which is something that I, I, I work on diligently. Uh, so if the wife uh, says, we're, we're going to Disneyland, Sean, you're like, oh, fuck. Right. All right. And I don't like, I don't like crowds either. Um, not, that, not that I dislike people, but I don't like crowds. Um, hmm. What else? Uh, and a, a pet peeve is really something with myself. I'm, I'm not... I'm not the uh, sharpest spoon in the drawer when it comes to technology. Although my wife is like my in-house IT IT guy, like she can build computers literally. So so like it doesn't affect me that much. But like if I was on my own, um, yeah, I, I I'd be very angry with myself because I'm just not great with technology and things like that. Uh, that's Jason for sure. I don't know shit about computers and all that stuff. I'm like, hey, how do you how do you get this thing on that over there? Like, how do I? What do I need to do here? Yeah, so I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Well, all you got to do is here, and then this key, and then that. I'm like, what? The, just fucking do it. I don't know. Um, all right. What is another? okay? If they were to make a movie about you, Mr. Cannon, who would play? Who would you cast to play you, and why? Oh, that's a, that's a tough one. Come on, I mean, man. Come on. You got this. Who would I who would I cast to play me? You know, you know, I'll tell you who I would cast to play me. I would cast a young Robert Downey Jr. Not that not that he and I really have anything in common, but I just think he is such a phenomenal actor. That or you know, or, or, let, let me let me let me amend that. I, I think it would be really funny to watch Nick Cage play me. <laughs> I don't know why. I would like to see Nicholas give me like an acid trip, you know? I'd like to see the Nicholas Cage version of playing me. Yeah, I just think uh, I could just see some sort of scene where he's like, you know, playing you, calling your folks, yeah, I got Karate Kid 3. I'm going to be a badass. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. Oh, shit, that's the best answer ever. Oh, <laughs> hell. Uh, and it, do you think, it, if it was Nick Cage, it would have to be a comedy, like, in the vein of Raising Arizona or something. Oh, for sure, like that, or, um, you know, like, everything he does has got comedy in it, you know? I mean, like, The Rock, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I, that would be my guy. Yeah, like, I always love the scene, uh, with, you know, him and Connery, you know, winners go home and fuck the prom queen. He's like, you know, oh, my lady was, was the prom <laughs> <laughs> and that was played by Vanessa Martell, who I was on uh, General Hospital with. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. Nice. Um, all right. Let me see here. Uh, I was going to ask who's your biggest inspiration. Well, okay. So you did talk about your sensei being a, a huge inspiration and mentor. Do you think he's your biggest inspiration and mentor in life? <sighs> no, I, I have to say probably my father. I mean, I, my, both my parents. My parents have both given me... Um, uh, a lot of love and, and very good advice um, over the years. Um, my uncle Jeffrey, uh, who is a uh, he's a, a doctor, uh, been very close with him all of my life. Um, uh, Sensei Sensei Fumio Demura, who was Pat Morita's stunt double, uh, you know, was somebody else who has uh, been very important in my life. Um, my 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 acting teacher, the late Roy London. Um, so, you know, I think, I think at different, if at different times in my life, different people have had significant importance 
Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it does kind of take a village, at least with this guy it does. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say it, your greatest achievement is? What do you think it is? Ah, it's my marriage to my wife. I really, I really think that. I think that. Um, That's awesome. That's a good one. I, I think that getting Michelle to marry me um, has really helped me become such a different and better guy. A guy that I was not able to be without her. I mean, I think it was always in me, but I, I just, I just think that it's, it's, it's really allowed me to kind of spread my wings and and and. Mm at least be on the path to being the guy that I've always wanted to be. Yeah. Did she take some coaxing, Sean? I mean, were you just, <laughs> no, we really need to do this. I don't know. To marry me? No, you know, I, I have to be honest. It was kind of, it was kind of love at first sight. Um, oh. I, I, I saw her and she was literally yelling and complaining to a girlfriend of hers about something. And I was like, yep, that's the girl for me. I'm married. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's, you know, and I, I hope people really hung on what you said about, uh, you know, marrying her and what it's made for you. I read that uh, um, uh, saying the other day, and I'm going to probably fuck it up, but um, you know you're truly in a good place in a relationship when it makes you love yourself more. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for I think sure. I nailed um, it. I, I got another one I like. The right one will make you, the wrong one will break you. And, uh, <laughs> fucking a, and we both <laughs> man, we know what you're talking about, buddy. <laughs> Let me tell you, we just looked at each other at the same time, like, yup, uh, nailed that shit, you did. Uh, Mike, you got any more? Uh, another one there? All right. Um, what is something some people would be surprised to learn about you? What is some somebody people don't know about you? Okay, I'm totally butchering that. What is something uh, about you that people would be surprised to learn? There we go. Well, on, on, on the stupid side that I talk to myself constantly, which is just bizarre. And I, I, do, I don't know why I do it, but car. I do. I do too. I talk, <laughs> oh, <laughs> talk to myself all the time. Um, I, you know, I, I, uh, hmm. um, I'm a real dog lover, love dogs. Um, I uh, uh, am very uh, fascinated with foreign languages. I, I study uh, Italian and I study Mandarin. Uh, it's something that I've, I've always, at some point or another, am studying some language. So maybe that's something that they uh, would not know about me. And and I love to cook. Oh, nice! Damn it, we should have got him up here and just hey, you know, nobody buys. Hey. Hey, Sean, what do you want to cook tonight, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, in wrapping up, Sean, this is uh, this has been a total blast and a pleasure. Yeah, but um, sure. what kind of you know words of uh, Inspiration can kind of lend to people, of course, a lot, all of us, you know, as of this recording, you know, the COVID's still in effect, you know, the holiday seasons we've gone through, um, you can just kind of lend to people the, from, from your life experience. I think the first thing, which is going to sound cliche, but it's true, is that it can't rain all the time. This too shall pass. And, and as we're coming into the holidays, I think the holidays really tend to amplify everything, both both positive and negative. And unfortunately, a lot of people are not going to be able to spend time with the people they love, and that's really difficult. And I would just say, you know, the best way that I know to get out of yourself is to try and reach out and, and make someone else feel good, connect with them. Um, I also think that it's really important that, you know, we, we – don't just survive, but we thrive. You know, uh, you know. Take this time when when you know you're home and and you know, God forbid, you're not one of the people that you know can't work. Or if you are, find something that you can do that is going to bring value to your life and someone else's. You know, for me, I've I've taken this time to really work on my book, um, um, and uh, and and to prep getting Studio City done. That's been kind of the stuff that I've done to thrive. Um, and then I'd say on a, on a bigger note, and it's one of the things I talk about in my book is that, you know, you need to really figure out what your success is, you know, not success as defined by Madison Avenue commercials and some, um, you know, the conspicuous consumption of some celebrities, Instagram feed, but figure out 
what your internal barometer says success means to you because ultimately you're only competing against yourself and and you know if you don't have an idea of what success means to you it's 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 like getting in a car and not knowing the destination so mm-hmm. i guess clarity uh deciding what it is that you want to do and then and just um try to take this time to you know shift into gear and make it happen the knocking doors down book shares all the history and inspiration behind the carlos Vieira foundation and how it all started all proceeds from the book benefit the carlos Vieira foundation's race to be drug-free campaign so what's that all about through the race to be drug-free campaign Carlos Vieira Foundation raises awareness about drug abuse, donates to drug-free programs, and brings drug-free speakers into schools to educate youth. The Race to Be Drug-Free campaign's main program is the Gloves Not Drugs boxing program. This program is completely free for kids between the ages of 8 and 17 to learn discipline, strength, respect, camaraderie, and the art of boxing. The program was created to keep kids off the streets, out of gangs, and away from drugs. For more info and to get involved, check out carlosvierafoundation.org. We should all be nice to one another. Agreed. Agreed. That's what makes, you know, I think if there was more of that going on in the world, it'll be a better place, you know? Oh, no, no, that's been a shitstorm, yeah. especially the last two years, right? Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, I think hopefully with the, everything that happened, I think people are more nicer now. Mm-hmm. Because of the, you know, I don't know. Epidemic. No, or you're right. Or depends on who you're living with. Have gotten <laughs> more bitter because yeah. of it, but I think you know it opened up a lot of people's you know eyes of how to be in the world. Sure. Well, I know for for me, like and especially with what we're doing, seeing not only the large amount of relapse, you know, because we do focus in that that addiction area, and I know for me there was times that it was like. A lot of anxiety and everything else, but with mental health and everything. I know, you know? that's sad. I know. I mean, because I took my daughter for a physical um, two days ago, and they were she had to take she had to fill out questions about depression. Right. And she's twelve, and yeah. you know she was, you know, they all had to do that this year. And I know a lot of that has gone on. It's sad because, but thank God, knock on wood. I mean, my kids were good. Yeah. yeah. They kind of liked being home. <laughs> yeah, they like doing school from home. It, I mean, it was cool being home. Like when we were, because I took a week off of work when this whole thing started, because it was supposed to last two weeks. Um, here <laughs> I we know. are, two years later. Um, but it was, it was cool being off. But it was weird because you felt like the apocalypse was going on outside. You didn't. It was something that yeah. you can't see coming at you. So I thought that was the scariest part. No, it's you're like, right. It was I'll find kinda... something that I can see, but if I can't see it, that's terrifying. Because yeah. I was doing a lot of appearances. Sure, yeah. So I was on the road a lot, like today, like flying here, and then I'm flying to California right after this. It's like, yeah. I'm used to that. Right. And, like, and then everything stopped, and it was a standstill. I was like, alright, so I guess I'm taking a little break. So it was, you know, I was fine with it. Um, because I was on the go so much. Right, right, right. right. But yeah. I know, so I guess with some people, it affects differently. You yeah. Know? Well, you have five, right? Four. Four, okay. Four daughters. Four, yeah, yeah. and I'm a parent of two. How did you kind of handle it with them? You said they like to be home. Yeah, I mean, because they had a, um, a choice, either to go to school or stay home, and they decided to stay home. They yeah. wanted to stay home, so I was like, okay. And tell you, because you know why? If they went to school anyway, there was not a lot of students there anyway. Sure. Were you kind of so, like, damn it. <laughs> they wanted to stay home. Um, to tell you the truth, there was not much going on anyway. Right, right. Sure. So, and they were in their rooms doing their thing, and so it was fine. I mean, mm-hmm. and I was doing like, if anything, Zoom stuff too. Right. Um. So it was great that they were around because they're, you know, they're good with the computer, and I'm so not. So <laughs> yeah. So they would help me with that. I'm great with computers, right? <laughs> He's, he he is as shitty as like I do all the tech stuff. Well, me he, too. He yeah, I'm not good like that. I did the tech stuff for like ten minutes, and I had a migraine. <laughs> For yeah, the rest of the uh, day, I'm just like, I don't. You you do it. I'm like, I, I have a Zoom it. call. Can you get me on? Yeah, yeah. Like, 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 that's make, what I make this clickable. <laughs> Click. Make the yeah, Jason. You figure it out. Dating as a single parent is tough, and I have to ask you. Of course, my situation is a little different in recovery. Um, you know, and really trusting myself. But how with, you know, going through it, the stuff you did with the divorce, you know, post, you know, the prison mm-hmm. sentence and everything else. How did you kind of do that healing in that point of where it's like, you know, I, I think I'm qu- ready to date. Yeah, that's I, a I good question. I think I'm ready to let love in because it's it's hard going through that to trust again. Yeah, I know. Like, 
I mean, I am a very strong person. I could have turned to alcohol or anything sure. else like that. I mean, I always tell my daughter's dad because I want to be a good role model to them. Sure. You mm -hmm. know, because listen, at times it was depressing, everything. And there was a lot that happened yeah. to me. You know, it's like getting on TV and, and I didn't really get to enjoy it. Right. Like I just said, the only time I enjoyed being on TV was this ultimate girls trip that we went right. to Turks and Caicos because it wasn't like, um, so you know, it wasn't these women trying to attack me. Sure. Like on my show was a lot of that. Like when you're on top, and I didn't wasn't even trying to be on top. Like I, you know, I did that whole scene with flipping the table, yeah, or whatever. I mean, that just really was genuine. Like I got pissed off, and I have that fiery Italian temper. <laughs> I'm very passionate, and that's it. But really, normally, I'm like very easy. I didn't like the table there anyways. I'm really easy to get along with, which I hope you guys can feel my vibe. Like yeah, I'm course. so easy, yeah. I'm very easy going. I don't try to be a diva, I don't try to be anybody, I'm not. And But if someone comes after me, of course I stand up for myself and I have no problem doing that. Sure. So, But on my show, it was like a lot of like, everyone coming after me and trying to yeah. attack me and Joe, whatever. And I didn't know, I, I really didn't about anything. You know, there, I know there was a lot of people that wanted to take us down, more say him, I guess, and I guess because sure. we were married, it just happened to me too. Yeah. Which, you know, at first, I was just like, really, this is really happening? So, and it did, and I accepted it, like yeah. like a champ, I did what I had to do, I'm like, really, God, I'm like, I never went to college, and like, this is the kind of college you want to send me to, okay, fine, you know, like, meaning like, when, yeah. I, went, when I went away to jail. Yeah, that's, that's I a felt hell of like a I was living with, um, you know, like I would felt like I was in college, but a different kind of college. That's <laughs> what like I kept saying. Right, yeah. <laughs> I had a dress code, code. right. Yeah, I had a share of, and really, because I went when I my daughter went to Rutgers, and she showed me her dorm, and then she had to share bathrooms. Like I'm like, this is what I had to do when I went away. I'm <laughs> like, this is so crazy, and I, that's what I felt like. I'm like, I'm in college, but not the kind of college I wanted to be at. Sure. Like with just all women and everybody going down on each other, and not everybody, but some right. people. Sure, and yeah. I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> well, let me let me ask <laughs> like you this. Like my first night, two women were going at it. I was just like, wow. I just put the covers <laughs> over my head and I went to bed. Like, cause there were six of us in the room. Yeah. And I was like, this. This is so crazy. This is like I'm watching a porn, but really I don't really want to watch this porn because <laughs> I'm in the room with them. It's like yeah, it was crazy. Were you worried going in with being who you were, like that people were gonna like target you just because no. of your celebrity? Well, not you because no. you seem tough as nails. Yeah, no. I'd be tripping. You'll just flip like, a funk. Oh gosh, yeah, I can't no, I'm not. Club. I mean, listen, I'm not, I don't try. People knew I'm not, not to mess with you. Yeah, everyone was really cool. That nobody messed with me at all. If anything, um, I mean, listen, I had some girls that were looking at me like the wrong way. I was like, yeah, and like, mm -hmm. like, yeah. like I have, I'm not, I'm not trying to be tough, but I'm not, you know, listen, I wasn't trying to, I didn't walk in like trying to own the place sure, or anything. Sure. And I was nice to everyone. Um, I mean, there was, it was kind of crazy. Like there was helicopter, like when I would walk outside on the track, there was helicopters flying over because mm -hmm. they like, they were getting yeah. tipped off when I was walking outside. They would put the place on lockdown because that was happening, and then uh, you know people would get mad at me. Yeah, and I'm like, it's not my fault. I'm like, what do you want yeah. me to do? It's like, I'm not, you know, I, I don't want this. I don't want people flying all over the track while I'm here either. Yeah. So like, you know, some people get mad because of that, and um, you know, certain things. But that's why I'm like, it's somebody that's a rat in here that's telling them yeah. what time I'm going to walk outside and that this is why this is happening. Did the inmates have phone access or you're pretty sure it was guards? Well, yeah, of course. They people they would get phones brought in. Because you get paid if to you tip get, them if off, If you get right? caught with a phone, a cell phone, you would get put in the hole. Yeah. Like I never, I, listen, I, because of who I was, I could not break any rules because then of course someone r would rat on me. Oh, sure. yeah. And I had no problem doing that. I followed all the rules and like if you, if you get caught with cigarettes, anything like liquor, yeah. it, it, anything you wanted, you could get in there. Mm -hmm. sure. If you wanted it, you ask someone, you get it. Like I, the only thing I asked for was makeup. <laughs> yeah, and even if you get caught with certain makeup that they know really? it's brought in from the outside, 
you could still get in trouble for that. So is it like where I've heard where you kind of, you'll go and say work kitchen duty or whatever and you earn a little bit of money, then there's like almost like the little store kind of and they they kept it or is it you could get certain gifted stuff to you? Like um, the Morgan Freeman on Shawshank? No, like, like you get, get money stuff. put in your commissary every <laughs> week, commissary, which was, was I got, you know, the most you could get put in was 300 and of course I would spend my 300 every week. Uh, like Joe was like, my ex was like, really? Like, you have to spend all this money every week. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I want everything I want. Yes. And I was like really into like fitness sure. and I was like working out um, every day and I was, that's where I discovered yoga mm. and I meditated every day. I mean, the, I have to say the view where I was was so beautiful. I was in Connecticut and like, I have to say, I'm like, thanks God. I'm glad you put me at a beautiful place. Like going outside, it's just, the view was breathtaking and I was there for four seasons sure. so I saw all the change and so I just meditated every day outside and then when I came out I loved yoga so much and then that's when I got certified for it right mm -hmm. on. and um so like, there was some really solid life transforming there lessons was for you. there was and it's like it was a great you know listen I don't regret anything it was part of my journey that's what I tell my kids I mean my girls are they're amazing like they became who they are yeah. I you know they're really strong because you know seeing what I went through yeah. and I mean listen I have two of my daughters that do see therapists and and I'm not embarrassed of it no. you know listen they went through something really traumatic at a young age I mean I went away then Joe went away then their grandfather passed away then their other grandmother mm -hmm. passed away and then my dad passed away yeah. and they were all really close to their grandparents and they had a tremendous loss in a short period of time mm -hmm. so it's a lot to deal with sure that is a lot for for anyone um and I know with my kids, because I have a son on the autism spectrum, so sometimes having to deal oh, with those so things. Oh, so is my boyfriend. Yeah, so encouraging, you know, that open dialogue. Uh, you know, we were kind of talking here pretty early on, that you know, about mental health, and it's such a huge part of it that hopefully, in like our mission here around addiction and mental health, ending that stigma that it's okay to say I struggle with this. It's okay that you have mm -hmm. depression, anxiety, and addiction. It's okay to seek and get help, and there's nothing wrong with it. It makes yeah, you stronger. No. It's not a sign of weakness. Oh, not at all. And if you, you know, listen, I, I tell my daughters, I'm like, I'll do whatever you guys want. You know, because I want to, listen, they've been through a lot, you know, and like losing, you know, their dad, like, never came home again. Right. Like, I came home. He never came home. Right. So... You know, like my one daughter Melania, they're all they were all really close to him. Sure. But my one daughter Melania, she was like, I remember like that day she didn't go to school when he left, and like they showed her on TV like looking out the window yeah. as we're getting into the car. Right. You know, and but like I try to give them as much love as I can, and you know they see that. Yeah. And then. Louis came into my life and he's so amazing. He really is and he's so good to my girls and that's what I and they're and they're so like grateful too and sure. you know and I'm glad like and I'm glad like I'm grateful too that I ended up meeting someone like I want to cry that like I'm glad it was just one person and it's like because yeah. I didn't want to bring like all like I wouldn't do that anyway I wouldn't bring like a lot of sure yeah. you know men around my daughters because I have daughters I have four daughters yeah. so I'm grateful that I got you know I met him and he was so amazing and it just really worked out well Teresa we like to uh, have the guests give us kind of some some final words through their experience and with life of encouragement to the uh, listeners and viewers but before that we got some fun random questions okay. for you here I have a question it might be controversial so you know just be careful it's a very big question okay would you rather fight one horse-sized chicken or <laughs> 10 chicken-sized horses? Oh my God. This is, <laughs> there is a right or wrong answer here, oh Teresa. The world is watching right now. All right. Which one is it? Wait, say it again. One horse-sized chicken. One horse-sized chicken. Or 10 chicken-sized horses. Those are some chicken. strong chicken-sized so horses. So one horse-sized chicken, mm -hmm. so all right. Or what? Or 10 chicken-sized horses. Chicken. So picture ten chickens, but they're horses. Oh, but they're little. But they're horses. Or one big horses one. are still strong. Mm. Yeah, but they're oh, <clears throat> all right. So ten or one big one. Mm -hmm. 
Maybe one big one. Really? Yeah. Think you about the, the, because uh, then it's one on one. But one peck of a chicken the size of a horse? Well, maybe then there's ten of them. You don't know where they're pecking. Here's and my I'm thought. Like, you're trying to push them I, off. I help you take care of it, and then you cook up some my favorite Italian dish, some chicken parm. Uh, what do you okay, think? Yes. I would and he's a vegetarian, so he doesn't get a joint. I'll get, do eggplant. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I that love was a two parter question. And also, what does it take to get me on? The housewives. Um, I'm not a housewife, obviously. But well, like, we could fit me in somewhere. I mean, I don't know if they would fly out to Fresno to do a podcast. No, no I'll go there. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, you do, and then sure. you come to come to Jersey, and we'll do a podcast. I'll be like the busboy or something when you guys are all out dinner or something. Okay. <laughs> when you no, guys are at do, dinner, I'll a, just like refill your water. We could do a podcast in Jersey, though. So there you, you go. Rent a studio, and we'll do it in Jersey. I haven't or, been there or forever. Or New York. Or New York. Yeah, I haven't been in there forever. Uh, favorite curse word. Favorite curse word? Um, I don't know. I don't. Fuck. <laughs> Wait, yeah, it has fuck. to be. That, it, yeah. It's a noun. It's a verb. It's an adjective. No, no, it's, it's an adverb. No, it's, it's bitch better. Oh, bitch. bitch. Yeah, it's oh, bitch I can see better. That. No, no. Being yeah, you don't I, put up with shit, I could just see like I, bitch I don't, don't really, start. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, no. Remember on the show? I don't know if you watched it. Like she said, I, I said, I, I'm like, I called her honey. She's like, don't call me honey. And I said, oh, is bitch better? And it just came out like that's. I'm gonna use that. Now I was like too trying to be out. nice, and then she's like, don't call me honey. I'm like, oh, is bitch better? Like, I was like, so bitch then. We'll go with bitch. That's yeah. a terrible. That's the winner. Let's say bitch. Uh, I want to do the final word. Uh, yeah. One more fun one. Just It's a good one. Uh, okay. If you were on a deserted island, oddly there's power in a movie and or uh, music listening device, one movie and one album, uh, music album you would take with you. One music and one album. One music album, one movie. Okay, one, all right, one music album, Versace on the Floor by Bruno Mars. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh no! I mean, that, I like that song, but you know, you know what I love, Sade. Oh, really? We're like, going oh, back yeah. a little yes, bit. Yes, yeah. I like Sade, yeah. like Ed Versace. I like both yeah. of them, so I'd have to be as strong. Do you have a favorite movie? A movie that, if you were on that island, you would love to something have something that I would watch over and over yeah. again. Um, on an island, you gotta love. I like. The movie. I mean, I have to say, there's The Godfather. Yeah. How do you not like Coppola? Because like, I like. You know why I like The Godfather? Because it's it's like who I represent it's about loyalty and respect sure. and I'm all That's about such that such an Italian answer I love no, it I know <laughs> and I'm just saying that I'm all about that yeah, you know? yeah for and sure I love that <laughs> well if there's uh, you know uh, obviously we'll have some a good amount of your fans tuning in but people that are maybe struggling with mental health and how you've come through your adverse situations or it might even correlate to someone with the, with addiction I know there's but, another thing I want to say like yeah um, please about mental health like you know my daughters are going through stuff and I was just like I mean, I know I'm a, you know, I guess it's the way God created me and, sure. you know, how I am and the way my parents made me who I am. I am a very, very strong person. Like, I don't know. I just, I just am. I don't know. It's just the way I am. So I tell my daughters, like, and Melania is like, you know, like when she struggles through things, I'm like, I don't get it. Like, why? Like, just be, ha like, I try to do everything. They tell me to jump, I say how high. Because, mm -hmm. sure. like, you know, I'm a single parent. I was like, I always want to make them happy because of everything that happened. I always sure. feel guilty. So I always, I'm like, well, my, what? what's the matter? Like, I, I do everything for you. Like, what's the problem? Um, and then when I talked to the therapist that she was going to, she's like, no, you have to acknowledge their feelings. Yeah. Like, you have to say, okay, I understand you feel this way. Because mm -hmm. I had to learn how to talk like that. Because yeah. I don't, I'm like, you know, I grew up, like, just, like stop like 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 you might follow look at me and I, I was scared like yeah. I'd literally even pee on my pants like, we were talking about that father look before you got yeah. here my dad has the same look yeah. so I was like me. now yeah. it's like you know the kids are it's different nowadays you know so I would be like so now it's like that's what I learned from her therapist like you have to say like if someone's not you know if they're sad and they're depressed or anything or whatever they're feeling you have to acknowledge their feelings so mm -hmm. make sure like if you have someone's going through that make sure you acknowledge their feelings and um and you know hear them and then help them you know work it out mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. yeah like right now um i'm gonna get you know they, my daughters have seen therapists but I'm, now i'm working on them getting life coaches oh wow yeah so i'm all about that at first i used to not be about that right. if you watch the show it used to be like nine to therapy because of who I, I am a strong person. But look, I have four daughters, they're all different. Yep. And, I, and I wanna do the right thing by them. Mm -hmm. So, and if that, you know, I wanna, you know, if they need help, of course I wanna get it, you sure. know, get it for them. Yeah, absolutely. So, 
And I'm, you know, I'm all about that now. Yeah, always yeah. do, you know, doing the right thing. Listen, That's, I'm still learning. Yeah, sure. like yeah. we learn every day. It's like you know, we don't grow. We, we're not perfect. None of us are perfect. Right. Yeah. You know, we, you know. So I'm still learning. You know, even though I'm for, I'm. 29 no, I'm a kid. Yeah. <laughs> 20, 29 with a few anniversaries <laughs> yeah. how old no, do I look you, if you didn't good. know how old I was going to say like 24 25 Thank you. no yeah. that's a little too young I mean no. <laughs> okay. uh, early 30s I like that early good 30s. answer see that yeah. see that Mikey so. hey huh <laughs> I would do better <laughs> with women on the east coast huh? how old are you Mikey I am 33 that's good single dad of a dog uh, <laughs> her name's Lola Shout out to Lola. Oh, how cute. Just uh, kidding. I'm just kidding. You have a lot of tattoos. I do, yeah. Yeah, I got a couple. A yeah. little addiction. Then you look like the one he should have been in prison, right? Yeah, I know. Carrie was telling you guys <laughs> that we were going to say yeah. that. Are you good with that? I'm yeah, gonna, I'm okay, fine. Cool. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Listen, I'm so cool. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, I know. Cool. Like, my dad never liked tattoos. Like he Oh, my to, dad still hates my them. My dad said, if you get a tattoo, I cut your head off. Like, that's I what he told me and my brother. He makes me eat outside for Sunday Yeah, so, I mean... Okay, we have to go. Yeah. So then, yeah. anyway, um, but so you know, I got this for him. I know, you know, it is what it Your is. Your heart was in the right place when you got it. It yeah. wasn't like you were acting out or trying to be rebellious. Yeah, you no, got it for exactly. him, so I'm sure he gets that. Yeah. yeah. Well, Miss Teresa, this has Thank been really you so cool. Much. Thank this you. This was awesome. You guys were awesome. Thanks you were for as having well. me. Thanks for being on. Yeah. It's awesome. 5150 is a lifestyle. We believe in pushing yourself, finding your passion, knowing your dreams and working hard, and always striving to make those dreams your reality. We believe life is too short to sit back and say, what if? Go after it, grab it, and make it happen. Being 5150 is committing to that long, hard road. That road you know is going to be tough, but the most rewarding. That's living the madness. That's 5150. If you're living the 5150 lifestyle, then celebrate by rocking the goods. So listen up. There's a special deal for listeners of Knocking Doors Down. Go to 5150LTM.com and enter code KDD20 and receive 20% off your purchase. That's 51FIFTYLTM.com. Wanting a relationship is something I've always wanted. And before getting sober I've only been in a few relationships hmm. and the longest one was about a year and a half and she was also sick so it was like it wasn't a it was very toxic yeah. you know and uh, who knew if that was like r real feelings or not you know there was a lot of heroin involved <laughs> so it's like who knew what that was right. and then when I started when I got sober I started dating like a bunch of chicks here and there nothing really serious and then um and then, like, I met one girl, and, like, she broke my heart. I thought I was in love, mm -hmm. but now knowing that I wasn't. And then the only girl that really f***ed me up was this chick down in Texas. And she, she she was really young. She was 20, and, like, she just didn't know what she wanted. And then, like, again, it looked good on paper. And, yeah. Um, but she really f***ed me up. But I still really wanted that relationship, so sure. I'm always searching for it. And then um, somehow I met this amazing girl and she's fr she's so smart she's from tunisia north africa she's only been in the states for six years and um she's older than me she's like 38 and she has her shit together and she's so smart she speaks seven different languages like fluently and <laughs> so i'm like why is this girl even attracted to me she's so smart you know what i mean right. like it makes no sense and yeah. then and then like my my ptsd from past relationships starts like coming in the picture i'm like all right this is too good to be true something's gonna up yeah right. you know so i'm like yeah. i'm like waiting for that to happen or just like searching for like a flaw and like, <laughs> yeah that's yeah. why you're single yeah yeah, yeah yeah she's, exactly she's got a bunion that's it I'm yeah, yeah, yeah exactly and then like but she has two kids too right, right. so it's like so it's like okay i'm coming into a relationship where she has two kids seven and nine mm -hmm. and am i like I, I start I asked my sponsor. I asked all, all my other peers in, in recovery. I'm like, do you, th this is, do you think this is a good idea? Like, doing what I do, I travel a lot. You know, do you like, do you think it's a good idea for, to be with somebody that has kids? And um, somebody said something that made a lot of sense to me. They're like, well, mothers put their children before anything, right? Mm -hmm. So that means you would have to put them before anything. If you really like this girl, you have to put them before mm, anything. Sure. You know, which sure. made a lot of sense to me. So then I like really started to think about it. I'm like okay yeah maybe maybe this is what i've been wanting you know that little family environment thing you know and so i took a shot at it and it's been going really well and that's cool um there hasn't really been any trust issues as far as like anything bad like that she smokes a lot of weed she smokes <laughs> a lot of hash but that really does that bother you like because you were mentioning earlier resentment towards not being able to take a hit like <laughs> so we're all honest here, bro. Yeah, so okay. so ninety so ninety percent of the time it doesn't bother me. Okay, 
What um, about the 10%? The ten, in what situations does it? So 10%, it's like when I was hurt for a week. Okay. And I wanted to sleep good. Sure. And I'm and she's like, dude, she literally smokes joint after joint after joint. Like, and, I, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I thought I was a pothead. <laughs> you know? And, and I'm just like looking at her and she's so relaxed. And I'm just like, I'm in pain, can't yeah. move. And, and like, I can't sleep. And I'm, I, I'm like getting pissed right. that I can't do that, mm-hmm. you know? And um, and she, she's not very uh, educated as far as like recovery and sobriety sure. and stuff like that. So she... I'm trying to explain to her like I can't do this because there's a possibility that it might lead to other things. It might, it might not. Who knows? You yeah. know. But I don't want to take that risk. Yeah. And um, so I'm trying to like because she's just like just take a hit, you'll be fine, you'll sleep good. And I'm just like I can't. Yeah. She doesn't know about the program. She right. doesn't know about all that kind of thing. You know. She's. She, I don't want to say ignorant, just not educated. Sure. Well, ignorance is a good word. Yeah. People, people think that it's such a harsh thing to yeah. say, and it's not. Yeah. It's like yeah. you know, we made it that way. Yeah, yeah we did. did. Yeah. Yeah. Because like if I. I don't know shit from Shinola about certain things. It's yeah. just the way it is. Yeah, but um, we've been together for a few months now, and it's it's going really well. Uh, it was like a, like I was saying, I've always wanted this, and now that I finally have it, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> this is kind of scary, but scary in a good way. Yeah. Um, sometimes I like fear because it some, sometimes fear pushes me more to do something. It's a necessary emotion. Um, totally. And I think people yeah. shy away from that reality too often. Yeah. I, I think a lot of growth comes from pushing through fear. Yeah. And uh, and that, that comes down to everything in my life as far as like either making content or doing a stunt or, or public speaking or anything that I'm like very uncomfortable doing, pushing through that fear, like uh, so much growth comes from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is her perspective on what you do for a living? She's like, that's cool as shit. Or what, whatever, pal. Or so, like, <laughs> um, she, so we, we, the way that we met was Facebook dating. Yeah. Really weird. Um, Wait, fa- like Facebook dating. That's like a, that's it's a kind of dating app. Yeah. Like really? You, yeah. If you have a Facebook account, you can create like a dating thing. No yeah. shit. Everything's a dating app. Yeah. Now, bro. It's the new age, man. Well, I don't have a Facebook, so I didn't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, so that's how we met. And she, usually I'm the one to DM. Because when I'm on these dating these dating things like Tinder, or Bumble, I'm on there for one purpose. Those kind of things, I'm just looking to have fun. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. And usually, I'm the one that DM, and I DM exactly what I want right away. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have time to bullshit around and small talk. Like I want one thing, and that's it. She DMs me first and she was she just said some corny shit. She was just like the those eyes are the eyes that I'd want to wake up to every morning, and I was just like oh shit okay <laughs> you know like, I, was like, I was like okay dope and then we started talking a little bit and then uh I, I, me and zach had to go film something i was like yeah i'll call you tomorrow we got to go film and um she's like film what do you mean film i was like oh me and my buddies like we make stupid content and then she Google, she googles me mm-hmm. and i didn't hear from her for probably a month and a half <laughs> she totally ghosted me and uh and then i'm like texting her I'm like, what's, what's up? And like, I found out she had COVID. So I'm just like making yeah. sure that she's okay, but I'm like no response. So I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, I'm not chasing this chick. Like, what am I doing? Like, right, I'm yeah. just going to go somewhere else. And, uh, and then finally she, she calls me back after like a month and a half. And she's like, Hey, sorry, I ghosted you. I just, I found out who you and your friends were. And like, I just figured that you guys have all these girls around you all the time. And I'm just like, I'm surrounded by homoerotic guys 99% of my, 99% of my day. Like, yeah, there are no, Did you see my like buddy that. drink something out of my other buddy's <laughs> ass exactly, crack? Exactly. <laughs> and then like, and she, she like laughed at that. And then um, I, I was like, all right, I, like we started talking for a while and I was like, all right, I'm going to ask this chick out, but I want to do it in a way that we're like, she can't say no. Mm-hmm. So I, I Googled how to say something in French because she speaks fluent French. So I, I, I said that to her in French and she was just like mind blown. And we went on the first date, and and then like was she pissed you couldn't speak French in person. <laughs> no, no, dude, it's crazy. She speaks French, Arabic, German, Italian, um, Tunisian, English, and but she could she understands twenty other languages. Wow, it's bananas. Yeah, but speaks fluent in seven of them. It's insane. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah, and then um, that that liquid death video that I made yeah. with Zach, me drinking water out of his asshole it's just like <laughs> she sees something like that and she's just like like she wasn't there when i was filming it thank god but like when she's seen like like i think i was next to her when she finally saw it mm-hmm. and i like look over to her and she's just shaking her head 
And I'm just like, God damn it. <laughs> Did she still kiss you after that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, Liquid Death, if you'd like to come back on as a sponsor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, yeah, it's... Uh, uh, because I showed her this new, I, I we're starting to do more uh, skits, like, okay. like oh, cool. less stunty stuff, more skits, with a little bit more acting. And we did something a couple weeks ago, and it was finally done yesterday. And I'm like showing it to her, and she's not laughing or anything. And I'm just like, is it not funny? Like I think it's hilarious. Am I just dumb? Like, and and I'm just like, babe, did you like it? She goes, no, it's really funny. But then I I look up and you're right next to me. I I got puked on by Zach in the skit. Uh-huh. <laughs> so she's like. She's like, yeah, no, it was funny. But then I look up and you're sitting right next to me. So I'm like, okay, my boyfriend is, you are my boyfriend now and you're getting puked on by Zach, which is disgusting. So like she looks at it in a different way. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say, even if she didn't think you're funny, that's fine. Cause Will Ferrell's wife doesn't think he's funny. That's right. So yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. kind of like, <laughs> yeah. if your yeah. significant other doesn't think you're funny, maybe you're on the right track. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he's a funny motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's I'm such an attention whore, attention seeker that like, I need you to tell me that I'm funny or I need sure. you to, like, I need you to tell me that my content is good. Right. You know, it's, I'm tough like that. Dude. <laughs> it's yeah. that, that weird validation. Yeah. I, I yeah, know yeah. what you mean though. Yeah. Like I'm the most like insecure. It's great to have Mikey like, no nah, man, it was a, it's a good episode. Yeah. Did a, did a good job. Are you sure buddy? Yeah. You know, I, I used to, before I started making my own content, I was like Zach's filmer, the too stupid to die filmer. Mm-hmm. And, um, And then like when I started making my own content, I made it just, I wanted just the bros to like it. I didn't care about anybody else. I just wanted the validation from the bros, Mm. right? So I would like, I would like DM a video to Kyler or Chadwick and I'd be like, yo, was it good? And like once they told me it was good, I'd be like, all right, sick, maybe I'm onto something here. You know, and then I started making my own content and I'm such a narcissist that I'll watch my own content over and over and over again, whether it's to like, learn from it maybe maybe i'm doing something wrong or uh or camera angles or anything like that but literally i think it's just because i like watching my own stuff <laughs> <laughs> he and i are so different because he, he like i listen back to every episode or watch it he's like yeah no i don't i, I don't hate, like yeah that. i hate hearing myself <laughs> me too when i first I, did this my podcast ever i apologize to like everybody who's ever met me i'm like i'm sorry you had to hear me talk i didn't <laughs> know i sounded like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. my goodness <laughs> Well, and we hear ourselves differently, you know, it's yeah. like, it's not how people hear us and everyone hears differently, you know? It's I like, had this music phase back in like my late teens where I wanted to make music. I wanted to be a rapper. And uh, so I like started making music. And then when I heard my sound, the sound of my voice on a song, I was just like, <laughs> I'm never doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know what? At least you notice that because there's a lot of people who I know that, you know, are trying to become rapper and you know, good for them, but I'll never forget what T.I. said. T.I. was like, you know, a lot of people say, chase your dreams, you know, strive for greatness, all that, never quit. Some people just need to know when to stop. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and when so he true. said that, I was like, that's, that's so true. Yeah, and I can yeah. think of a couple people in my head <laughs> yeah. that need to take that advice, but you know, more power to them, man. Yeah. If that's your goal, then go for it. I, but, I think yeah. everybody my age at that time wanted to be a rapper. Of it's course. St- I think even still, like, sure. oh, it's like- Dude, a, when 8 Mile came star. out, we all thought we were rappers. We all freestyling yeah. against each other, we're just like, yeah, well, you're stupid and your mom sucks yeah. you know like yeah. how do i rhyme that it like I, I the last time i went back to connecticut one of the one of the bros who i was making music with uh he's he like whips out the only cd that we had mm. and like i'm i'm listening to it and i'm like 16 17 at the time mm. and like we're saying words that should not be said and i'm just like oh my god i need this like I, this can never be this can't be put out anywhere so i'm like dude give this to me he goes no i'm not giving it to you i was like i'll give you a hundred dollars for it right now he's like all right fine so i have it and i have it in my car right now and nobody will ever have access to it <laughs> <laughs> that must be destroyed right yeah yeah, yeah. oh shit howdy uh random questions mikey you want to fire off first would you rather fight one horse-sized chicken or 10 chicken-sized horses? One horse-sized chicken or 10 chicken-sized horses? Yep. Oh, man. I know. Where the f*** do you come up with this thing? <laughs> <laughs> Again, the internet. <laughs> um, I think, and I've gotten a lot of different answers. So, really? Yeah, you would think it would be one, but I've gotten a lot of different ones. We just spoke with Chuck Liddell. He said he'd fight them all. Like, yeah, all. Oh, yeah. Andy Roy said the same thing. He goes, I want to fight all of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good impression. Yeah. yeah. yeah and, um, I, I would probably say 10 chicken sized horses. Uh, you would think, yeah, but we had another guest have a good uh, way of looking at it. She goes, ants, tarantulas 
are killed by ants because there's just an army of them. Mm. But if you get on the ground and you have 10 chicken-sized horses, you're, you're, you're but them if hoof. you have a horse-sized chicken yeah. peck you, you're yeah, yeah. So you got to pick one. That's a rough one. And not to mention chickens. I've said this before too, but it is scary. Chickens can live without their heads. That's, without their heads. That's true, huh? So if yeah, you cut yeah. off the son of a bitch's head, <laughs> he's still running around. I don't know, man. You would think you could punt the little bastards. Yeah, I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> Did Vinny give us an answer? Uh, yeah, I would say I, oh, yeah. the t- ten chicken ten? size horses. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is always a fun one. Stranded on an island, somehow you have a way to play music and a way to watch a movie. Mm-hmm. One movie, one music album that you would have with you mm-hmm. on a strand, stranded on an island. Um, movie. Um, what's a movie that I could watch? Uh, um, Fear and Loathing, maybe. I've seen that movie hundreds of times, and it's never old. Yeah. Um, uh, Wolf of Wall Street's good too. I could watch that over and over and over. That again. would kill a lot of time on the. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Um, As far as music goes, man. Um, lately, I don't know, dude. I, I've been like MCR, dude. I've been rocking to a lot of MCR lately. My Chemical yeah. Romance. I don't know what it is, dude. I've just been like jamming that shit hard. We're just feeling an emo phase. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, dude. It's all good. <laughs> Whenever I want to get in my feelings, I throw that on. Right. Right. Yeah. I just yeah. want to feel my feelings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you could travel anywhere in time, in the past or in the present or in the future, yeah. or no, you got to travel. Yeah. Where would you go? Um, I'd, probably go in the past probably to the 60s to the 60s yeah i think it'd be cool in the 70s but the bring 70s a skateboard be... bring a yeah. 2020 skateboard yeah. 2021 to the 70s yeah that'd be sick dude that'd be yeah. gnarly everybody'd be, be like who the fuck yeah yeah, what yeah. Is, what's, what's that <laughs> yeah. 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 it's like in the future magazine someone, yeah. be pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone's gonna do a 900 revolution yeah what <laughs> i swear wait he's a fucking demon yeah. <laughs> yeah we can't we can't fuck it up too bad because we might fuck up tony hawk's the future presence. yeah because yeah. you got to be careful in the past like if you you know step on a b uh, ashton kutcher was never born or yeah, something you know right? what i mean so it's just like you got Doc Brown. Tony Hawk. you're gonna mess up the time yeah yeah, yeah yeah <laughs> you can't up Tony uh, can't he's do that. he's i look up to that dude so much and he still hasn't followed me yet and i know he knows who i am and i'm just he follows all the other bros except for me and it makes me so fucking mad he, he follows me no yeah he doesn't follow me kidding, dude. He doesn't. <laughs> hey dude we're in the same boat it's Tony, like follow us come yeah. on yeah come on if Mr. you're watching Rock. and okay. we know you are <laughs> and we know you are <laughs> yeah, yeah come talk with us yeah no because we that's what that's a lot of people do it's like god that, that person would be just be dope if uh, like if they understood what we do yeah. and why we do it, they would want to talk to us. Yeah. But it's like, all right, thank you. They're, they're, yeah. they're busy living life and doing shit. That, I, I always I always joke around. I'm like, when, when the day when Tony Hawk follows me is the day that I've made it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sticking to that. Yeah. 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 Uh, so you're working on all this stuff. Is what one person that you haven't worked with yet that you would like to? Tony Hawk. Yeah. Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk, sure, yeah. Um, Tony Hawk. Um, that's pretty much it really yeah. Tony Hawk's on the top top for me yeah. and I know it's coming yeah. I, I know it like I have a feeling it's coming whether it's like working directly with him or working on a project with him I know it yeah. it's, it's coming yeah oh, we're celebrating that one for yeah. we're gonna, we're gonna yeah. you're gonna get a text message with 9 million yeah. of those I, I was like I'm sponsored by this company called it's like a skate company called Bad Grease mm. and uh and Jason Ellis is on the team, mm-hmm. and oh, nice. uh, uh, and the owner of Bad Grease is like, hey, we want you and Ellis to do some sort of like Bad Grease promo together. And Ellis has been skating w- with Tony at the bird at the Bird's Nest a lot recently, mm-hmm. and he just started a new podcast with Tony. So I'm like starting to like think, how can I like make this right. happen? So I like came up with this idea of me on fire on a, on on the half pipe, and like Jason Jason like comes and like hand plants my head while I'm on fire. Like I'm like laying down, like my head's over the coping and he like hand plants my head while I'm on fire. And I was like, but I want to do it at the bird's nest. And they won't pitch it. <laughs> they won't pitch it to, J- J- to Jason because uh, Jason doesn't want to ruin the friendship with him and Tony. <laughs> well, and Tony be like, dude, don't 
fucking light my ramp yeah, on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, now, is it something you, like, would you ask him to follow you or he has to organically, organically. follow you? Okay, organically. Okay, so that that's, yeah. hey, Tony, will you follow me? Sure, that's not a major That doesn't situation. work, no. Okay. no we promise way. if you get him, like, to follow you, we won't be cherry picking sons of bitches. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Vinny, like, if you wanna. Yeah. yeah. Uh, lots of people, man, out there, especially through all this COVID struggling, you know, you've, I've lost someone recently to this, as you said, up disease of addiction yeah. and people falling off. If uh, Glenn, some good encouraging words for, for those watching, I mean, even mental health or just a loved one, too, yeah. you know, um, struggling. And I will, I've always said this, and I will forever say this, it's, just continue to do the next right thing. Uh, continue being honest with yourself and everybody around you and, uh, and help somebody out every once in a while and things will just fall into place. Yeah. That's it. You know, it's, um, like I said earlier, feelings pass. Some feelings last longer than others, mm -hmm. but they'll pass. Yeah. And just like, uh, uh, stay in touch with like people who love you. Mm. You know, that's what I do. Yeah. Some people probably hate me calling so much, you know, but it's like, I, I love you. You love me. F it, I'm calling you. You know, yeah. if I'm struggling, I'm calling you, yeah. you know, call yeah. me anytime. Yeah. I'll, I'll call you. I'll take that offer up. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. Skinny Vinny. Thanks brother. This Thank you, man. Awesome. Thanks guys. This Good was to, fun. Yeah, Good to do yeah. it in person. Yeah. This was great. This is the knocking doors down podcast featuring celebrities, experts, and everyday people who have overcome adversities, including addiction, mental health, and trauma to live purposeful lives and that's what knocking doors down is all about strengthening communities providing resources building awareness empowering youth in need to overcome adversity and achieve success this is what the carlos Vieira foundation is all about through our campaigns the race for autism race to end the stigma and race to be drug free we're able to help so many in need our goal is to provide support to families and children and give these families opportunities that might not normally arise learn more and find out how you can get involved visit carlosvierafoundation.org today this podcast contains the views and opinions of the knocking doors down hosts and their guests to the show the content here should not be taken as medical advice the content here is for informational purposes only and because each person is sharing their unique perspective please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions Views and opinions expressed in the podcast and website are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or correction of errors. Privacy is of the utmost importance to us. For those wishing anonymity, people, places, and scenarios mentioned in the podcast have been changed to protect confidentiality at the request of certain guests. This website or podcast should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever, including but not limited to establishing standard of care in a legal sense or as a basis for expert witness testimony. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on the podcast or website. In no way does listening, reading, emailing, or interacting on social media with their content establish a doctor-patient relationship. If you find any errors in any of the content of this podcast or blogs, please send a message through the contact page. This podcast is owned by KDD Media Company.